Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. I'm so excited about this topic, defeating fear. Somebody say it with me, defeating fear. How many people want to defeat fear in your life? Um, What we want to do is look at the Word of God and give you tools to defeat fear in your lives. And I want to start in the book of Matthew 14, 22, if you'll go there with me. We're talking about defeating fear. It says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to them, called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Then they climbed back into the boat. The wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they explained. I'm giving this sermon the title, It's a Ghost. It's a Ghost. So many, so many times in our life, we look at something that God is doing and we say, it's a ghost. We become terrified of something that God is trying to do or God begins to move in our lives or God begins to move into our circumstances. And because of the largeness of what's going on, we call it a ghost. We're afraid. We're afraid of the very thing that can help us, of the very person that can help us. Sometimes someone or something might be instrumental in your purpose, but for whatever reason, maybe it's your past, maybe it's your perspective, you're looking through the lens of fear. So you see something to be afraid of when it's something that actually could be your blessing. The disciples were afraid of the very one that was trying to help them. Fear will cause you to be scared of your own purpose. The very thing meant to save you will scare you. Fear will distort your vision. So all of a sudden, things that are good in your life will appear to you as bad. The disciples were looking at Jesus, but instead of seeing salvation, they saw something that terrified them. They saw disaster. They saw crisis. Fear will do crazy things to your perspective. You can look at the same set of circumstances, but if you're looking through the lens of faith, you'll see one thing. And if you're looking through the lens of fear you're going to see another. This is the distortion effect. Fear distorts, faith clarifies. This was the same sea, 
But Jesus was seeing one thing and the disciples were seeing a completely different thing. The lens was what was different. Can we talk about storms for a second? Because in life, there will be storms. There's no way to escape the fact that there's going to be times, there's going to be moments that you feel alone or you feel uh, unsure, uncertain, you feel overwhelmed. There's going to be storms. But how you choose to see the storm makes all the difference. If you see through the lens of faith, you see one thing. If you see through the lens of fear, you see another. I'm not asking if you know God or you have a relationship with Jesus. I'm asking you what lens you're using. And maybe in certain areas of your life, you're looking through the lens of faith. But then other areas of your life, you're looking through the lens of fear. Because of some previous experience or because of your perspective. The disciples knew God. And they had a relationship with Jesus, yet they were still looking through the lens of fear. I want to challenge you today to take a look at your life and say, am I looking through the lens of faith or the lens of fear? The right lens can bring great clarity. I mean, amazing detail. You can see by the Spirit all the things that, that God is trying to do, many things that God is doing. You begin to, it begins to become very clear, very defined. But if you look through the lens of fear, it's going to distort. And here's the thing about the storm. It's never going to come at a convenient time. The devil's not going to call ahead. He's not going to make a reservation. It's not going to use that fun little calendar app online where they book a time slot. The devil doesn't do that. He's going to actually look at your schedule and choose the worst time for you. The worst time for you is the best time for him to wreak havoc in your life. So don't expect the storm to come at a good time. Storm could have come to the disciples at any moment. It came to the disciples when Jesus was not there. It came to the disciples at 3 o'clock in the morning. Let me just tell you again. The enemy will send the storm at the worst possible time. He will send it to you when you're already down, when you already feel lonely, when you're already having a bad day, when you're already uncertain. That's how storms work. That's how the devil wants to hit you. He wants to kick you while you're down. While you're on the fence of your faith, that's the moment he's going to send your, the storm. When you just had that argument with your wife, when you just had that argument with your kids, that's the moment. When you're questioning yourself, when you have that lack of confidence, that's when the storm comes. The storm will come at the worst possible time. Now, in the middle of all this, this storm with this heavy winds and the, the, the huge waves, Jesus starts walking towards them. But instead of seeing Jesus, they see a ghost. How many times do you think in your life God was walking towards you, bringing something to you? And instead of seeing the reality of the spirit that was happening, you saw something to be afraid of. You saw a ghost when it was actually God bringing something in your direction. So instead of seeing Jesus, they see a ghost. Instead of seeing salvation, they're absolutely terrified. This is what fear does. This is why we have to defeat fear. So fear gives them a lens and they absolutely...
absolutely buy it. Can I tell you today that fear is always going to be selling something? But it's up to you and I if we're going to buy it. I want to tell you, I've already made a decision in my life when the fear starts to try to sell me something. I'll pass on that. No, thank you. I don't want that. I don't need that. Fear is always trying to sell you something. But in this story with the disciples, they buy what fear is selling. Jesus walking towards them in the middle of this crazy storm, heavy winds, heavy waves, and their salvation looks to them like a ghost. What are you seeing today? Are you calling a ghost what God is doing in your life? Maybe the devil has turned your perspective around and you're calling your next promotion, your next open door, a ghost. Maybe you're calling that relationship that God is trying to get into your life a ghost. Maybe that next season, because you've been traumatized, you think that next season you're already painting it in a bad light. Instead of saying by a faith perspective, what could be around that corner? You're fearing what's around that corner. The very thing that could set you free, maybe you're afraid of it. Maybe you're afraid of the very purpose God is sending to you. You're afraid of that divine appointment. Sometimes we call what God is doing a ghost. Jesus was doing something miraculous. He was walking on water. He was doing a miracle. But they saw the miraculous and instead of seeing it for what it was, they saw something to be terrified of. Are you seeing the miraculous? Or are you afraid? It's okay. It's okay, ladies. It's okay, men, to say, hey, I've got some areas that I'm dealing with today. I've got some things that I need to take a look at and be addressed. I know we all want to put on a tough exterior and act like we all have it together all the time, 100% of the time. I'll raise my hand and say, I don't have it together all the time. That's why I need Jesus. Amen? So it's okay to, to, to put a pause button on pretending like you're perfect and saying, hey, I've got some areas that I need to address and I need to be more bold in. I've got some areas that I need to have more faith in. These were the very men, these were the very men that Jesus hand-selected, that Jesus had personally discipled, still had areas of fear that they needed to address. So he calls out to them. He sees his boys are shook. He said, hey guys, it's me, Jesus. It's okay. And he says these words, don't be afraid. Whenever God is about to do something big in your life, a lot of times you need to hear these words. Don't be afraid. What did Mary need to hear when Gabriel showed up? Don't be afraid. You're about to have a child. What did God, what did, what did, what did, what did God tell Moses right before? He said, don't be afraid. You're about to lead a people. What did Michael say to Joshua right before he led the people? He said, don't be afraid. 
God's going to give you the land. What's the message today to us? Don't be And there's so many things in our life that we can be afraid of. Little things, big things, small things. In October, we're even celebrating fear. Don't celebrate fear. Celebrate what can set you free. Defeat your fears. Jesus said, don't be afraid. When you go through difficulty, don't be afraid. When you go through something and you hear something on the news, don't be afraid. When you get a bad report, don't be afraid. When the devil tries to mess with your family, mess with your physical body, don't be afraid. Jesus is already on the scene. Jesus is already walking in your direction. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Don't be afraid. We get to this place where we just have to switch our perspective completely. It doesn't matter what the enemy tries to throw at me. No weapon formed against me will prosper. So I will not be afraid. When you see we've got a lot of work to do in the world, when you see the wickedness in the world today, don't be afraid. We will approach the future with faith, not fear. Faith in a miraculous God that brings solution. Faith in a God that never loses. Faith that he has empowered us to win. Faith that upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Do not be afraid. Faith brings the victory. This is why we don't need to be afraid. Because faith brings the victory. Fear causes you to retreat. There are areas that in your life that maybe you've retreated in because of fears. You should be moving forward. You should be walking into purpose. You should be walking into destiny. But maybe you're retreating because of your perspective when you put the lens of fear on. In every storm, there's an opportunity for God to move. God wants to move in the middle of your storm. God wants to move in the middle of our nation. God wants to move in the middle of our communities. When things are the most difficult, God wants to move. God wants to move in the middle of your storm. In the middle of when it's most difficult, God wants to move. With the storm, with the disciples, Jesus was moving. If we have the faith to partner with God in the middle of storms in our life, miraculous things can happen. If you will just have the faith to believe in God and move by what you know the character of God is. Let me tell you something. The miraculous will explode in the middle of the storm. And that's what essentially happened here in the middle of all these fears and doubts and people being overwhelmed and people being terrified. Peter said, I'm going to change my perspective to a perspective of faith. And he began to see a realm of possibilities that the other guys weren't seeing. He said, Jesus, call out to me and let me walk on the water with you. For whatever reason, he, picked, he was able to pick up the lens of faith. For a moment there. In the middle of all that fear. What are you seeing today? Can you see the possibility of what God wants to bring into your storm?
can you get out of your fear for a minute and dream with me? What if God moved in the middle of your storm? What would that even look like? What if God miraculously turned your circumstance around? Just dream with me for a second. What would that even look like? Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes I like to just take a step back and say, What if God moved right now? What would that even look like? What if God turned everything around? What number would that be in my bank account? What if God moved right now? What kind of people would be coming into my life if God moved right now? The God of possibilities. That's the God of faith. We're getting somewhere. See, I want to see by faith the array of possibilities that God could do in the middle of a storm. Faith lets me see possibilities, right? With fear, I shut down. I retreat. I close in on myself. But faith opens me up to see the possibilities of what God can do. Now, here's what's really awesome. When I begin to meditate on those possibilities, that's hope. And in the atmosphere of faith and hope, miracles begin to happen. You see, if I begin to meditate on all the possibilities of what God could do, that's what hope looks like. That's what hope looks like. It's impossible to please God without faith. But with faith, God is pleased. Look at Jesus when he walked upon the earth. He, he was really impressed by either faith or a lack of faith. Talked a lot about that. Go do a little study on that. Jesus was always commending people for great faith or correcting somebody for little faith or no faith. It is impossible to please God without faith, but faith pleases God. With faith, God is stepping into your storm. Jesus is moving in your direction, and miracles are beginning to happen. It's the faith lens. It's, the, it's time to put the faith lens back on. If you drop the faith lens, it's time to pick it back up, dust it off, put it back on. Life is scary without faith. Life will beat you up without faith. Faith is a shield. This is what Paul said in Ephesians 6.16. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So if you've dropped your shield today, you need to pick it back up because it is critical to have your shield when you go into battle. And if you've forgotten, every day is a battle. It may not look like that in the natural, but in the spirit, trust me, the devil doesn't sleep. He's out there every day to kill, steal, and to destroy. And so I want to have my shield that it says, oh my goodness, will extinguish 
all the flaming arrows of the evil one. That means that everything that the devil throws at you, every attack, every word, every attempt, every projectile, I got my shield up and it extinguishes all of those arrows. And so I begin to understand it's so critical that I have faith. But the truth is sometimes it's easier to have faith for somebody else than to have faith for yourself. Because it becomes academic, right? I believe what the Word of God says for you, Pastor Pete. I believe what the Word of God says for you. But do you believe it for yourself? Do you believe that God's going to do a miracle for you? That's great that you have faith for others. God wants that. But you also need to have faith for yourself that God is going to move in your life. You need both. You need both. God is above the storm. Jesus is walking on top of the storm. And he's inviting us to do the same. But it starts with faith. Seeing faith possibilities in the middle of the storm. This is the beauty of heaven. There is an abundance in the atmosphere, in the presence of heaven. When I step into that heavenly dimension, that faith dimension, I see, man, God could do this or this or this or this or this or this. It's a different lens. It's a different perspective. See, fear, fear locks me down. It's like, I don't know. I'm overwhelmed. I, I, I just don't see a way out of this. See the great contrast between light and darkness? See the great contrast between faith and fear? Faith shuts you down. I, I, I just don't know. I guess I'll give up. Faith says, well, no. We could work it out like this. We could work it out like this. God could move like this. God could do this. God could cause this person to call me. God could cause money to flow this way. God could cause this person to, 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 to meet back up with me. An array of possibilities. My prayer today is that God would help you change your focus. Think about that. Like a camera has a lens and they have a focus. These disciples, they had the wrong lens, so they had the wrong focus. So Peter found the right lens momentarily and <laughs> dropped it again. He was able to get into focus possibility of what Jesus wanted to do in that moment my prayer is that God help us change our focus if you've dropped your faith in certain areas he wants to help you pick it up if your shield is down God wants to help you lift it if you're seeing through the lens of fear God wants to help you change that God wants to help us all defeat fear would you bow your heads with me today It's so important, um, and it's been just a real matter of prayer for Pastor Corinne and I in this season. Just really feel like the enemy's been trying to attack people. The enemy's been trying to cause fear. If the enemy's not attacking you, it's 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 the fear of an attack, the fear of what he could do. God wants to help us shift our perspective not to what the devil might do, to what God might do.
What is God, not, not what the devil is doing. I don't want to hear that much about what the devil is doing. You come and you tell me, we'll pray. I don't, please don't, don't, like, let's not have a long time talking about the devil. That's not my focus. My focus is the possibilities that God will do in your life. What does God want to do? What could God do? That's the place I want to live. That's the place God wants us to live. Father, I thank you for each and every person that's here today. God, you are challenging us. You're inspiring us. You're opening our eyes to see from a different perspective. And God, you help us to change lenses. To take the fear and to put faith in our perspective once again. If we've dropped our shield of faith for whatever reason, for whatever circumstances we've been through, God, you're challenging us to pick that faith back up you're challenging us to pick that faith back up there's an answer to every problem there's an answer to every attack the enemy has launched and it is faith faith in a god that is able faith in a god that has no limits faith in a god that is powerful and still performs the miraculous god we put our faith in you today and god we pray that you touch our heart move in our spirit god and help us to defeat fear in every area that it creeps up in our lives and while heads are bowed maybe you say pastor i'm not where i need to be with jesus right now i I feel like i've drifted i feel like i've kind of lost my perspective and i feel distant in my relationship with jesus if that's you or if you say i've never really had that type of relationship with Jesus. I want it. Slip up your hand. I want to pray for you today right where you are. Amen. 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 God wants to move. God wants to move. If you slip up your hand, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And everybody, you can pray this prayer with me. Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you died on the cross for me. Thank you for loving me so much that you went before me and defeated fear. Jesus, I accept your free gift of salvation, of love, of connection with the Father. I'm sorry. For the times I've missed it, for the times I've failed, for the times I've sinned. Jesus, help me live for you. Help me follow you. Give me the strength to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.